0: Hello and welcome to our 11th episode for our well-being podcast. Next to me here I have Henry and on the opposite side of the table we have our very own head of history, Mr. Kerr.
1: Hello, delighted to be here.
0: <laughs> yeah, you he literally ran and said, right, here we go. The guy who said, let's,
2: let's just do it and hope for the best. <laughs> okay, so how are you doing today, sir?
1: I'm very well, Henry. As I say, delighted to be here with you pair of legends. Wouldn't have missed it for the world. (laughs) No, you were our
0: form teacher in year six, so...
1: Oh, what a great year it was. It was a banging year, especially those
0: Pokemon cards that Mr. Hale did hated. He actually hated
2: us.
0: (laughs) And especially the cleaners, they didn't like us because we played cricket and football and No, 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 no,
1: no, no. that was secrets, remember? We don't...
0: First question is slightly the same to Mr. Citizen, but... Yeah. Have you had any past jobs or anything, uh,
1: teaching? Only teaching?
0: Yeah. Or just, just generally, have you had
1: anything? Uh, well yeah, I mean I had my first job, which I think you guys um, should start to think about. I had my first job when I was 11 and all it was was gardening yeah. in the village I grew up in. So the village is full of mostly elderly people. A lot of single old ladies whose husbands have unfortunately passed away. Yep. So I would go around the village and tidy their gardens for them. That was my first experience of work. Although, you know, it was only a little job. Then I worked in a garden centre for a yep. time. Worked in a pub. And this was all before I left school. Then at university I had three jobs at once. Oh, I, was, what were they? I was working in a shop. Just a, like a little corner shop. I was mm-hmm. working in a Starbucks making coffees and I was also a writing tutor at a local high school, which was my first experience of teaching.
0: Did you ever get someone that said, can I have a black coffee with a, a soy milk, Then, or can I have that taken out and can I have a bit more soy milk and then with oat milk on top? Have yeah. you got some of those?
1: Yeah, we got a lot of those. You have sort of fancy little codes that you write on the glass, but I wasn't yeah. very good at it. Did,
0: did, okay, so Starbucks are known for spelling your name wrong. Mm-hmm. Did you do that?
1: I'm sure I did back a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this was in America as well, so some uh, of the names were quite uh, yeah. wacky for me. Yeah, I wasn't used to them, so just yeah, did my best.
0: I saw something where they said, oh, it's used for marketing, because then people um, post a picture, oh, look how they spell my name. <laughs> and then there's more people go there.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay, so why do you choose to come to Desert to teach?
1: Um, so, I'm sure we all remember Mr. Russell. Yep, yep. The legend, Mr. Russell. Yep. He was my athletics coach when was I young. was uh, a youngster, mm-hmm. uh, from the age of about 12 until I left university at 18. So, Mr. Russell used to bring Bow Desert pupils across to the athletics, which took place on our playing fields yep. occasionally. And I'd talk to the Bow Desert children, and they would describe sort of their day, what they'd been doing. And I couldn't believe it the opportunities they had here. I didn't even realize Bow Desert was a school. I used to run by and think it was a business. I've told some of the teachers this before. Really? And when Mr. Russell said, I work at Bow Desert, I assumed he was like a, a lawyer or something. I had no idea. I, you know, you're, you're a young, you don't really pay any interest. He said he worked at Bow Desert. That doesn't sound like a school. No. Um, but then he brought us in one day, I remember, to use the sports hall to do some core exercises. And we got to have a little look around. And I was
2: like, whoa,
1: this is incredible. When I finished my degree, got my teaching qualification, it was a job available here and it was a no-brainer. I thought, I'm going for that. Went for it and luckily got it.
0: Um, did you always want to work in a country perhaps school or were you maybe looking at, I don't know, city or London or other sports like that?
1: Never London, um, no. Uh, I wasn't really interested in being a teacher for a long really? time. I was very keen to be a sports journalist. That was my sort of aim.
0: Yeah, um, so you switch all these questions
1: to talk about sports. So. That's alright, no, no, you know, and then after going to university I started in journalism and I kind of fell out with a professor and oh. didn't stay in journalism for very long and switched to an English degree, um, but then I trained as a secondary school teacher, so my training took yep. place at Marling in Stroud, which is a big grammar school, yeah. and at Sevenvale, which is a massive comprehensive school in um, Quedgley, near Gloucester, so it was nothing like this, but yep, that so meant that I could... You know, cope with pretty much everything here as well yeah
2: yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so
1: what advice would you give to your 12 year old self Mr. Care? <laughs> there'd be lots of things I'd tell 12 year old me not to do um, I think probably you guys know that I, I was a runner for a long time yeah, yeah. Um, I think as much as running was great for me I missed out on a lot of opportunities because yeah. of my running that was the only sport I did from about the age of 14 they were telling me to stop doing other sports in case I got injured I also never went to parties when I was 16, 17, 18 because I always had a race at the weekend and I think I kind of narrowed my options down to only one idea, running, probably too young by the age of 12 I was probably already thinking I'm going to be a runner, I think it's good to keep your options open I think I came to resent, I remember watching my friends playing in football matches I love football, but I couldn't play anymore because I was worried I'd get injured I remember thinking, well, this doesn't seem right, you know So I'd like to go back into our 12 year old me. Yeah, keep your running going, but don't stop the other stuff. Not yet. Too young to stop.
0: Yeah, especially social life for teenagers and younger people. It's very important because then you get to know other people and if you maybe have your best friend and not sort of the person that you would exactly get on with, you can have another friend that you've met and just move on to them and yeah. it's, 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 it's easy to have lots of options open on who you'd like to be with. And
1: exactly yeah. yeah exactly right and that's part of it you know i pigeonholed myself into being a runner and it also limited my friends to my running group so i only yeah. had three or four really really close friends but i did everything with them and when yeah. i went off to university i was quite inexperienced about making new friends i'd kind of yeah. forgotten how to do that so it took me a year or so to settle at university as well.
0: Yeah it's it's, it's good because but as we have big classes well not exactly sort of 30 40 people but like sort of some up to 20 and i i don't know about 100 but i find that quite important because if there's one person in that class that if you don't like then you can easily just as i said 30 seconds earlier you can just move on to another person because if you had three or four people and one person wasn't being nice there's no one else to move on to except the teacher, over there. Yeah. obviously it's
1: the same. I think we've got a good balance here at Bow Desert. It's a small school,
0: yeah. which
1: means that you kind of have to get on with everybody because yeah. you can't completely avoid them. We haven't got a massive campus, have we? No. You know, you can't, at a school that had a couple of thousand children in it, you could, if you really didn't get on with someone, you could completely avoid them. Can't do that here, yeah. so you need to get on with everyone, but it is big enough that, yeah, you get to branch out and meet new people, play with different people at different times. Yeah, it
0: definitely teaches us to, so if there is someone that's not going particularly nasty, you can just... Slope away, and yeah, you would see them, but you just they teach us how to ignore them and move on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, question five now. Um, what would be one of your greatest achievements you've done your whole life?
1: Yeah, I mean the obvious one, probably my greatest achievement, my proudest thing was running for Great Britain. That oh, yeah, was it. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. What was your longest run you've ever done?
1: My longest run, just training run, about nineteen miles. Um, I never got up as far as a marathon because I was more of a middle distance runner, but yeah, Yeah. I ran 19 miles once, but completely by accident, I got lost. I didn't mean to run 19 miles. I set off for a 12-mile run and got completely lost. I'll actually tell you the story. I set off from my parents' house, which is in Oak Ridge, which is about six miles from here, Mm -hmm. and I've been running for well over an hour when suddenly I arrived near Bow Desert. I was at the Ragged Cot over there. I didn't know where I was. And then I thought, oh my goodness, and now I have to run all the way home. So that's how it ended up being 19 miles instead of about 12.
0: Oh wow, so it's was, it was a quite a big
1: detour. Yeah, yeah, I was completely lost. I had no idea where I was. Oh,
0: don't worry. Okay, uh, Mr. Kerr, if you could choose one superpower, what would it
1: be? Hmm. Superpower. I think I'd probably go for flight. Yeah, life. I think a lot of people go for that, but I always had dreams. I used to have this weird dream as a child. You know, like office chairs, where yeah. you've got the button underneath? Yeah. I had this recurring dream that if you kept pressing the button, again, eventually the chair took off. And I had like a <laughs> flying chair. This yeah. is a dream I had a lot <laughs> as a child. Yeah. And uh, yeah, since then, I used to think it was kind of real. I was so convinced, because I had this dream so often as a kid. I was like, I've got that chair somewhere, I just can't find it. It must be around. So yeah, I've always been interested in the idea of flying. Yeah,
0: especially I see teachers. So <laughs> yeah, those are the ones. Can't yeah. Think yeah you just go it. up and down all lessons. It's quite yeah. fun. <laughs> <laughs> you can't stop doing it, and then the would say, "No, stop! You stop! No! No! No!" no. And we just sort of in the corner.
1: Yeah, it's best, isn't it, when you pull the face and then just drop down. Do you remember when I used to do that in class, where somebody said something a bit stupid, I just go, yeah. and drop the thought yeah, to yeah, the ground. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. 7 if you if your house were burning down what object would you save so it's not it's an object
1: not not a person a
0: yeah not a person or right.
1: thing um so something that's really precious to me uh i inherited my grandfather who passed away when i was about your age i guess yeah i inherited his knife he was a master butcher i don't think it's one of his butchers knives. it's more like a pen knife but it's got a really nice enamel handle yeah um I don't necessarily like the object all that much, but it's got a, connection. it's the only thing I have of his. Yeah. So something like that, because yeah, I did look up to him. I remember sitting on his knee and him, reading stories story, I remember watching the snooker with him. It was hilarious because he loved the snooker, but he was kind of deaf. And I never understood why you needed to hear the snooker anyway, but he'd turn it up to a hundred on the volume and the sound of the white ball hitting the other balls was like yeah. <laughs> across the kitchen. We always to be sitting there eating our dinner and then just jump out of our skin when somebody hit the cue ball. Yeah.
0: Okay. But
1: he insisted on keeping it. up.
0: Yeah but this is a uh, we we I literally tested these levels, these mic levels about five minutes ago, so they may be really loud or quiet, so if you, you know, <laughs> I'm always just checking with the headphones. Check make sure that nothing was going too
2: loud or too quiet.
1: Oh yeah, sorry, that noise might have been too loud. No, <laughs> no, <laughs>
2: it's just perfect, it's perfect, it's fine. Um it, uh, what three words would you use to describe the late Her Majesty the Queen?
1: I'm limited to just three words. Yeah.
2: You, like, you, um, you can do That's right.
1: But... Um, dependable. Yeah. I would say that's one. Loyal to our country, which is kind of the same thing, I guess. Um, and constant, certainly for my life. I'm only 30, but my mum is. Let's get this right. She is 70. Yeah, so she was born in 1952. Yeah. And she's only ever known until the last couple of weeks one monarch so yeah i think for the majority of us that's the thing isn't it whether yeah. you're royalist or not that constant presence in our life so yeah what did i say loyal dependable and constant
0: Yep, definitely I've, i'd agree with that as well because just going back to the superpower thing it's weird because last 10th episode we had mr searson on all oh, right and it was weird he said the exact same thing with flying and it's just weird everyone thinks It'd be nice if you could just fly up, yeah. especially on a really, really, really rainy day when you have to go for the common yeah. and kick a ball about.
1: Well, I think we're also, as humans, we're kind of obsessed with the idea of freedom. We yeah. kind of, our lives kind of trap us in certain situations, so just mm-hmm. the idea of just being able to fly up and out of it, and not have to follow a path or a road, just go where you want. Yeah. Yeah, yeah
0: it's just it's being, just in your mind thinking, fly, and if you go up and you just fly Oh out my of god, up, god, yeah, Superman style. Out. Yeah. Um, have you worked at a previous school? No. Well, I trained, obviously. Yeah, yeah trained. so I, had,
1: I was in to start with. My first school was, um, oh my word, I can't remember the name and name of it now. In America, it was cool. It completely slipped my mind. But anyway, this was a, a very rough in a city school in Indianapolis, where I was just a writing tutor. I think I've told you boys this before, so I put on lessons for the children who were struggling with their writing after school, Mm. and I was told lots of people would come. The first couple of lessons, only like two showed up, and then somebody gave me an idea of just providing some sandwiches. So I made peanut butter jelly, which is like peanut butter and jam sandwiches, and the children flooded in, and it blew my mind, because the reason was they just were hungry. They were that poor. They weren't getting the food they needed at home. So knowing that there was free food available for a writing session, they came and then they they didn't just come eat the sandwich and leave, they actually stayed and it was um, very different to here. And then after that, yeah, through my teaching uh, qualifications, I was at Marling, which is a grammar school, and then seven Vale.
0: Wow, yeah, so lots of differences in all of that, it's just been, it's so vast between different countries and how lucky we are here to be able to run around and kick a ball and go on astro and have my lessons and all of that. Yeah, you've got,
1: you've got it all, but as long as you appreciate yeah. it, which I think you two, you know, I know you guys well, you really do, which is great to see. Yeah.
0: So what have Bodeset children
1: taught you? Um, well, I suppose they've taught me, well, they've reminded me rather than taught me that you can find pretty much anything funny. Yeah. I think I get on most with most of the children here because I yeah. am, have got quite an immature sense of humour. You guys have reminded me that not to take things too seriously. Yep. Just have fun. You've also taught me, because I didn't go to a prep school, what a prep school's like and what prep school children are like. I maybe yep. had an opinion when I was growing up that wasn't accurate. Um, and yeah, I've appreciated getting to know all about that. If I have children, someday I would like them to go to a prep school.
0: Yeah, because yeah, I remember year six, you said to me when we are doing the Ocean Shearers rowing, um, race against the Ocean Shearers that run across from America to Hawaii, I think. You said, Casper, can you stop? Can you remind me not to do any more running because my back hurts, my legs hurt, everything hurts. Hmm. You just remind me not to do anything to do with running for the next few weeks, and then maybe do a bit at the end. But yeah.
2: Okay. Uh, what three words would you use to describe Bodensek Extra Care?
1: Outdoorsy.
2: Yeah.
0: Bearing in mind, you <laughs> ran in here saying, "Okay, what are the questions?" Yeah. And. Answer. Okay, I need a pen, quick. Yeah. Well, ten my ten eight
1: original eight. answer was going to be school in Hampton, but that's not very good. Yeah. So I'm going to go outdoorsy. Is
0: outdoorsy a word? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say it is. Fun. Is
1: outdoorsy? Family. Yeah. That's my third one. Okay. Or right, should I not be talking now because you're typing? No, no,
0: no. It is a
1: word. I know yes. it is. An English teacher. <laughs> outdoorsy. Yeah, fun. There's a sense of fun in all we do or should be, I think. That's sort of our ethos, our aim. We want want you to enjoy yourselves. And yeah, there's a family atmosphere about the place.
0: Definitely, yeah, because there's just... Every teacher here, they all got different aspects and they're all just... There are some that you can go to and say, okay, this isn't going very good. And they'll give you a hug and they'll do something for you. and They're they're the medicine to Mm. everything.
1: You've got your, your matriarchs and your, your dad figures in the school, but you've also got your funny uncles and yep. aunts. Yeah, yeah older yeah. brother type teachers, good.
2: Yeah. Um. So, who do you admire as in like a celebrity?
1: A celebrity that I admire.
2: Well, dead or alive.
1: Okay. That's a celebrity.
2: celebrity.
1: Yeah, I'm just trying to think quickly about who I admire. Uh. Well, there's a guy called Johnny Flynn, who's actually Mrs. Burnford's cousin. If you didn't know, might I say her name? Yeah. 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 Mrs. Burnford's cousin, Johnny Flynn. He is a musician who I really admire. His lyrics are amazing. It really appeals to me and my uh, writerly background. But he's also an actor, and he's just a really cool guy. You know, I admire him, and I would quite like to be him, to be honest.
0: hmm Yeah. So, what do you like to do in your spare time?
1: Yeah, well, coming off the back of about Johnny Flynn, I like to play music. I yep. play music with my brother and a friend. So um, really of feathers, yes, yes, please check it out, ton of feathers, YouTube.
2: No plugging
1: here. Uh I like to read, write. Yep. Um, I like walking because mm-hmm. I'm not particularly fit anymore. Walking's about all I can do. Football is good as well, but yeah, I don't last very long. But my my main hobby is my, my music, I would say now. Yeah. Especially yeah.
0: all those videos
1: that you Oh yeah, making the videos.
0: Yeah, yeah They 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 look professional and sound professional, that's the thing. Yeah, thank yeah. you.
1: Being interviewed by my number one fan fan here, <laughs> it's good.
0: Bearing in mind a few weeks ago I might have said, um Mr. K you're having a laugh on one of you two videos you have to oh, shut yeah.
1: me up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, number one fan who also abuses me online. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh okay. Since you're the head of history now, have yep. you always been in, head, interested in history, even since as a
1: child? Definitely, yeah. Always been interested in history. My dad used to own an antique shop, yeah. um, which yeah. unfortunately wasn't particularly successful. Okay. Um, it didn't work out for him, but what it meant was that he had a lot of antiques and historical artefacts left, that he didn't sell, yeah. which went all around our house. So I was surrounded by history in that sense, getting to know what these things were. We had cavalry swords from the American War of Independence on our wall, things like that, and right. I had an interest in, in those sorts of things. It's really my, yeah, my father's influence because he had me watching films like Zulu and Waterloo and uh, Breaker Morant, all these films, you probably haven't heard of them, but they got me interested in, in history from a very early age. Yeah. And they also, days out for me, I, just, I mentioned just now that my mum is now 70 and my dad's a bit older, They were you might look at them as being quite boring, but I enjoyed them. My brothers were much older and had left home, so me and my parents used to go off to like walk around castles and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I've always had an interest in history.
0: Yeah, because when we went on the French trip last year in Year 7, nearing the end of the town, um, we went to the D-Day landings, Iran, and around then you, you did a inspiring speech.
1: Oh, I'm glad it was inspiring, Casper.
0: Yeah, yeah you taught us all about the headshot things. The little spikes that oh yeah, the yeah, well there. remembered. Yeah. And then you saw, you told us about the little concrete things where the boats used to more up in the... Mulberry Harbour, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Do you remember it was the hedgehogs and what were the big sticks oh, with um, the mines uh, on top?
0: Porcupine things. Um,
1: what do you remember? No, that was the hedgehogs. What were they called? Can you remember, Henry? Asparagus. Asparagus with oh, these yeah, big yeah, sticks with the yeah, yeah mine or, on top.
0: Yeah. yeah, so we've reached the end of our question sheet. That was question 15. We have reached our 21-minute mark exactly. So oh, that is nailed pretty, it. That has reached the time that we really needed. So thank you. It's been a pleasure talking
2: to
1: you. Oh, pleasure is all mine, boys. Yeah. Keep it up. Great stuff.
2: Thank you, Mr Kerr, for coming on our 11th episode of our Wellbeing podcast. And to the viewers, thank you for listening, and we'll see you in our 13th episode of our podcast. Thank you, and back- goodbye.